You're listening to the Working Music Podcast, the show that talks about anything and everything to do with the music industry. This show was recorded on Sunday, July the 11th, 2022. This is episode number 11. Enjoy. And here we are. Well, welcome back. Hey, Rob. How are hey, you? Has, I'm, I'm good, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. It's been a long time between uh, it, shows. Mate, it has. It's pr- probably been a bit too long. You know, it it, has, a lot, a been, lot has happened. A lot has happened and it's been very too long and, and you know, we, we've all gone through the doldrums over this COVID crap. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, yes. I just kind of lost inspiration for most things, lost I the think drive. You, yep, I think you and a lot of people. But yeah. it saw it saw the rise of uh, home recording and uh, home um, broadcasting with uh, it, lots of new technology, which was it, exciting it to see. Yeah. It did, it did, you know. And I, I mean, I still got my little studio set up here that is great for personal use. Yeah, and and as you know, throughout the whole COVID experience, um, for the well, I guess I spent probably the first six months of COVID at home because I didn't have a job. Yep. Um, so in that time, I released quite a number of songs because yeah, I had I nothing that, else to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so I recorded it. I recorded on some of those <laughs> for you. You, you, so. certainly, you certainly did. You certainly did. And, <laughs> no, it was good uh, fun. I enjoyed it. Was, that. It was good fun. It kept us off the streets. Not yeah. like, sorry, no. COVID kept us off the streets, but well, yeah, <laughs> it did more ways than one, Absolutely. figuratively and literally. So yeah. yeah, but you know, times are changing, and it's. Uh, Things are slowly turning back to some level of normalcy that we had before. Yeah, I can attest to that. Yep, you, it's. You uh, ad- oh well, I think we both can. It's uh, seems to have picked up a lot in the last few months. It's just gone burko. Well, got- tell us, tell tell us how the, this first six months of twenty twenty two has been for you, Rob. Well, the first six months was probably a little slow. Um, as you know, obviously we still had in and out of lockdowns and, you know, all of this pandemic rubbish. Um, but probably in the last, or I would say three to four months, uh, as you know, the world seems to be sort of, uh, getting back to some sort of sense of normalcy. Um, venues seem to have opened right up, uh, borders have opened up, all that sort of thing. So yeah, um, people are getting out again, um, going to see some live music, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's just, it's just exploding, and it's great. I mean, busy. I, I know myself. I'm, I'm currently in almost, I'd say, almost five bands at the moment. It's, it's that, nuts. That's that's pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, that is busy. I mean, I've got my, I've got probably two bands that I'm, you know, doing work virtually every weekend, two or three gigs a weekend. Um, uh, two. To just this weekend gone, this being recorded on a Sunday, where uh, I've had the Friday and the Saturday night, so um, a bit of a a bit of a rest day today. But uh, yeah, it's it's just been going absolutely crazy. Um, lots of lots of work, um, work company, you know, get a bit of money in, can update a bit of equipment, that type of thing. So yeah, it's been great. I've uh, I've really been enjoying it. It it get it gets a bit tiring here and there, but. That's that's show business, isn't it? That's what we do. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So in your, yourself, you know, going great guns with the Eagle Show. Well, that, do- yeah, that's right. I was yeah. Um, earlier earlier in the year, I was lucky enough to be invited to join the Australian Eagle Show. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, and as some people know, I was in an Eagle Show back in 2016. Yeah. 
Um, so uh, really happy to be back in the game again. And it, it was I was kind of getting to that stage with music myself and getting disheartened about the whole thing and mm. just sort of fed up. I guess I, I was kind of over the cover band scene, which I've done for years and years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I was just tired, and I was I was almost at the point where it was like you know I, I just feel like hanging up my hat and going enough's enough. Yeah. Um, because I didn't relish the idea of having to you know, find another band, learn more songs, try out oh, for this, try out yeah. for that, audition for this. It's like I'm getting too old for this crap. Yeah, I, I understand um, that <laughs> definitely. But. Uh, when when this opportunity came along, it was like it was the opportunity for me. It was like the one thing that I would I would have said yes to at the drop of a hat. Yep. And um, because it's a role I absolutely love, um, and so yeah, I I jumped back into that, and yeah. it's been great. It's been great, yeah. and it's only going to get better now that the the COVID thing has sort of died off somewhat. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, as we was, you know, just talking about, you know, with venues opening up and bigger venues getting, you know, um, shows back in uh, and, you know, agents booking more shows, that type of thing, it's, it's um, there's been a really big reshuffle. Obviously, most, most years uh, you get the mid-year reshuffle where you're just, your, your inbox just blows up with, oh, availability dates and all this sort of stuff because the agents are just going gangbusters just blanket emails out to everybody saying hey look can you do this can you do this what's your what's your availabilities um so yeah and, and as new venues come online and and come back on board um that obviously opens up opportunities for more and more shows to get out there and you know get people bums on seats and um enjoying some live music it's it's, it's great i mean whether or not we return to the way it was pre-covid who knows? It remains to be seen. But from you know, just this 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 one person's perspective, I can say that, man, it's it's I'm I'm busier. Than, I'm actually busier now than I was before the COVID, before all the COVID shuts down. It's absolutely, I can't get over how much. Um, it's the uh, local industry has just exploded. Um, just like and you know, and, and getting into different places as well. Like you know, I'm playing places. Um, that I'm playing now that I've never played before. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it's great because, you know, you just get to see, um, you know, different different venues, different crowds. Um, you know, you get to play, obviously, most of the stuff that I play is, you know, sort of a lot of just radio rock. But, I mean, um, I'm getting to play different stuff as well, which is good. So yeah. that that expanse between the different bands is, um, is, is good because, it, you know, it gets to broaden my um, – my, uh, catalog as as so to speak i mean you and i both know there's you have to know a, a ton of stuff it's not even you know it might not be stuff that you listen to every day but at the end of the day it's not about what you like it's about what people that are listening to you like and so you have absolutely to be, you have to be on board with that so um yeah it's uh no it's it's, it's really good because it, at the end of the day it's only making you uh, a better musician and yeah um, absolutely you know, Get you, get you out there, getting, get, get you working for sure. I, I totally agree. Couldn't agree more. And and the one thing that certainly didn't take long to come back and be be the headache was the the good old. Um, everybody wants 
wants you on the same date and oh. you can only do one. <laughs> Yeah. I wish I could. I wish I had a couple of clones. <laughs> I wish I had a little, you know, the clone master 3000 in the kitchen where yeah. I could just say, Hey, I've got a double booking here. Oh, I might need to, you know, I might need to make a couple more of me. Um, look, there's, yeah, that is an issue. That is an issue. I've actually, I'm actually, that's one I'm facing right now. I've got to go through a couple of my emails and sort out. I think I'm going to have to drop a band. Um, to uh to do a particular gig so yeah it's i've just uh about to do the um about to do the emails for that so yeah but um oh look it's 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 not a it's not a bad dilemma it's a it's a kind of a good dilemma uh you know because there's it's always it's it's always been the way in this industry it's feast of famine uh, yes, absolutely. There is, there is no in between. You're either absolutely run off your feet, like a lot of people are, and a lot of people are ditching their day jobs and doing this full time because there's just so much out there. Uh, I know yeah, a few I, people I, now I, who are doing it. Um, I've been down that path before. <laughs> uh, I couldn't do it. I mean, I, from, I wouldn't do it again. No, no. I mean, I, it's it's not something I personally could do. For the simple fact is, I'm not a I'm not a solo artist. You know, I'm I, I, yeah. I have to be part of a band. So that just sort of rules that out. But for people like yourself who are, you know, um, singers, um, guitarists, um, songwriters, um, that type of thing, there's there's people that have made that sort of decision and, oh, you know, top marks to them, you know, they're, they're making it work. Um, and, you know, it's it's if – you, if you can do it and if, if you like it and if you can put up with the uh, – the scheduling and uh, you know the self promotion and all the hassle, make it work. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, I'm as I say, um, well, as you know, I hadn't had a day job up until COVID hit, and then yeah. I lost all my audio work, all my music work, everything mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. and then had to go out and get a day job. Um, so for almost two years now, I've had a day job, and yeah. I have to say, I'm quite comfortable with that. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, it's it, it. You do you fall into that that cushion of you know. Oh, well, I can get up each day, and I know that I've got a job to go to, and I know that I'm not, um, you know, I'm not at the mercy of a whim. Uh, but you know, someone can just say no, nah, and, and it will just take it all away from you. It's like you know, this is unless you're in, a, in an industry where it would be extremely seasonal or. It would be something that is um, reliant on trends or fads, but most full-time work isn't. Uh, let's face yeah. it, uh, especially yeah, if, you, you know, if you fall back into you know a service-based industry or something like that. You you know that you're going to have some at least some semblance of st- stable income, um, yeah. which if you can supplement, you know, you you as you you know working musicians um, to coin the phrase. Um, Helps it. I mean, my what I do is I, I consider it a second job, um, yep. Because I'm starting to get that role on now, where you know, with a few months, as you know, it takes a while for these some of these places to pay. Um, so once you sort of start to get that that rolling uh, effect of like the shows uh, becoming um, regular enough that you're getting you know the money coming in, um, it. it Definitely, it helps. It all helps. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I mean, absolutely. And I mean, in today's day and age, you know, you got fuel the way it is. Oh, um, fuel's terrible. Yeah, fuel, rent, um, groceries, everything is going up. Um, CPI is not reflecting that in your regular work. So to supplement that 
um, with, you know, doing something that you love to do, I mean, what better way? Yeah, and I'll tell you what, for you as a drummer, I've got to say because, um, you know, like a, a drummer, there's a minimal amount of gear that a drummer needs to go and mm-hmm. do a show effectively. That's right. However, yeah. from a guitarist's point of view and bass player as well, uh, and I, I have done it myself and I'm starting to see it more and more everywhere else. A friend of mine just texted me the other day and he's done it, is we're, we're all ditching the amps. Yep. None of us are carrying amps anymore. It's all, no. it's all DI, you mm-hmm. know, straight out of pedals, DI'd straight into the to the system. If yep. anybody wants to hear it, you put it in their in ears or their fold back, and there it is. Yeah. So, like in my Eagle show, as none of us guitarists or bass player have, we don't have amps. Everything right. is just DI'd or out of the foot pedal setup or whatever, straight into the system and in and our in-ears. That's right. And it makes for a much more cleaner stage appearance as well. So you don't oh, and a much a much uh, more beneficial for the sound guy out the front who's trying to mm. get a good mix. Mm. He's not mm. fighting with, with amps blaring at him. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, it makes a, a load of difference in many, many areas. Uh, especially on my back, having to carry heavy stuff. <laughs> uh, oh man, I wish I could. I wish I could. Uh, you know, I wish I could have a, this little box where you just it was just like you know a drum kit in a box, and you yeah, know, you just you could just Push almost almost water it, and it, <laughs> it would. <grow. laughs> but ah, uh, yeah, it's, it's. I was you know I was having this discussion as I was packing up gear um, last night. Uh, I played a show down in, in uh, Tweed Heads, and. Um, yeah, it was. I was. I was talking to some um, friends of mine who had come along to, to see the show, and they were saying, "You know, you have so much gear." And I said, "Well, you kind of have to. I mean, you can play. You can play with minimal amount of stuff." But for me, as a drummer, it's kind of like, well, the the less that I have to hit is the less voice I've got to project. So yep. I mean, with a bass guitar, a lot of a lot of bass guitarists will need you know four or five strings, some six, um, and, and and same with the guitarist. Um, and then you've got all your pedal boards and stuff like that, which afford you different voices. It allows your instrument to have different voices. Um, yes. So with acoustic drums, it's kind of different. I mean, you hit something, it makes a particular sound. Um, where you hit it will determine where you hit it, how hard you hit it, um, how you hit it will determine the sound. Um, but those those particular voices, you know, you need more of it to have more voices. And to get particular, there's certain things, there's certain colours and songs that you just, you just have to have certain bits of equipment. It's just the way it is. I mean, yep. I'd like to just roll up with, you know, a kick and a snare and a, a floor tom and maybe – a, a cymbal and some hi hats and be and be done with it, you know, because it would you know, I could set up in five minutes, I could go home in five minutes. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way in the real yeah. world, you know. Um, you know, certain. I mean, and if you're trying to, I mean, me personally, I try and emulate songs as much as I can, um, and, and in in a lot of ways, you know, a lot of studio gear, it's like big kits and stuff like that, and they've got multiple things to hit. Because they're not, you know, they're not on time constraints. Um, they just get as much as you can in there and record it. And you know, and you're trying to, you know, you're trying to emulate these these huge big things with you know, at least amount. So that in turn um, makes you play differently as well. Um, so yeah. you have to you you'll overcome 
uh, okay, well, I can't produce that sound. I, I can't make that and I can't do that great big um, tom fill there. So what can I do? I mean, I'll, I'll change stuff around slightly. I'll make it sound similar and, you know, 99% of the punters out there will go, oh, that's great. Musicians will go, hmm, okay, you could have done with some more there or whatever. It's just like, but we're all critical. That's, <laughs> but, yeah, ab- absolutely. But, you but, know, it's, it is what it is. But, but just, like I said, you know, for, for a drummer, unfortunately, there is a minimum amount that you is. have to have That's to, right. to, to, to do a show, um, I would say, adequately. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you could probably skip down even, even more, you know, I mean, and, and, and do a show, but it wouldn't, wouldn't be adequate. No. Um, that's right. You know, you could, you could go along with a kick and snare and go, I could just do everything and just play a Beatle night, but, you know, that's not what people well, yeah. want to see or yeah. hear. Yeah, exactly. You could, um, you know. Many, I mean, if, if your show um, afforded you to do that, you know, the music that you were playing afforded you to do yes, that, well, of course right. you're going to do it. You're not going to take a, you know, a massive nine-piece drum kit to to something that you're, all you're going to be doing all night is, is basically playing blues because yeah. – there's a, there's like two or three patterns for blues and there's you know you don't need a lot for that so yep. yeah and, and yeah you just you, you have to pick your battles kind of deal so, yeah yeah hey, absolutely yeah. but uh, and and even even when it comes to guitars like so, so you know more and more of my friends and on myself as well we're all ditching the amps and mm. you know but bass players are going with the sans amp pedal which is a fantastic bit of kit yeah and you know fits in almost fits in your pocket you could put it in the bass case with the bass and yeah you know and, and off you go but even um, even a lot of these newer amps these days like you know they're all running um you know these class d amplifiers and you oh they're you, as light as anything aren't they you, you pick them up and you think oh this is going to be heavy and it's just like what how can this sound so good and be yeah. so light? It just doesn't make yeah. – it, yeah, it defies – it I mean, defies the, yeah, old, the old musician right. logic, yeah. M- my last bass amp was a Mark bass and it was mm-hmm. the lightest thing I've ever felt in my life. Yeah. And I've had some heavy bass amps in my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. But that's just so, the way the techno- technology's come along so much yeah, in the last it's, it's few fantastic. years. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's great because, it, you know, it makes makes carrying gear in and out, it's, it's less of an effort, uh, especially for, you know – People who are doing it a lot, last thing yeah. you want to be doing is lugging around all this heavy gear. <laughs> well, that's right. And and for myself, uh, in in my um, uh, from my perspective, with what I do in, in the Eagles show, um, you know, we we do a lot of flights to to places, yeah. and you don't want to have to be carting amps and all that sort of stuff with you. So yeah. so you've kind of you hone everything down to the bare minimum. Mm. Um, and you know, like f- for me, I'm I'm kind of lucky. I only play acoustic guitar in the show, yeah. But I need a six string and I need a twelve string. That's yes. that's my bare minimum. I, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't try and get away with the whole show just with a six string, because it's Eagles music. It yeah. wouldn't work. It, you yeah. can't get away with that. No, that's right. Um, so, like you say, there are certain things that you just have to do. Uh, it's like one of our lead guitarists. You know, he he has to have. Um, a guitar set up in a particular way to do all his slide guitar and then he has oh, to have course, a different yes. guitar set up to do different stuff and yes. another guitar uh, as his backup. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. You know, his minimum is three guitars. Our there other guitarist, his minimum is two guitars and an acoustic. And so, you know, but the fact that we just, everything runs through our pedal boards or, you know, straight to DIs, that sort of thing, uh, s- s- saves a lot of gear carting around. 
Um, and, and as I say, it, it makes sound checks so, so much easier. Oh, for sure. Um, and it's you know, made, but, you know, all you're basically doing is, and even with you know all the modern digital mixes, you, know, you, you can you can control your in ear mix directly off your phone. From yes, app, or from, if you carry a tablet or something like that, it's just yeah, it just makes life yeah. so much simpler. Yeah, you don't have you don't have to worry worrying about calling everybody, calling out to the sound guy, the poor old sound guy, getting overwhelmed. Oh, can you you know turn this up or a little bit more of that in my monitors or a little bit less and and all that sort of stuff? And you can just do it on your own and on the fly and even during a gig. Um, yeah, I, I, I do. I do like that fact. Um, most of the time, we have that ability, um, and it is really handy because at at venues you go to that you don't have that ability, generally what happens is you'll do sound check. Yep. And you'll get up there and you'll start the show, and the next time you have a chance to say to the sound guy out the front, "I need something changed," is, is in during the break. a break. That's right. That's that is exactly the only right. time. Yeah. Unless, or if unless, he's if. If he's got eyes on and he's monitoring, and you can make eye ca- on contact with him at some point, um, but e- yeah. even then, it's, it's hard to convey it exactly is, what you want, especially when you've got five people on stage. That's right, and you know that we all sing and we all have instruments. It's like, is, does he want the vocal up, or the guitar up, or the down, or yeah, what's he talking yeah. about? Yeah. Uh, so, sometimes we're we're lucky enough to have a dedicated foldback guy who's side of the stage. Mm. That that makes life. A lot easier, yep. Uh, but still, when you're in the middle of a live show, you don't want you don't want to be just dis- um, uh, distracting the audience with you, you know, yelling out or making hand signals to somebody. Yeah, it, it's not a good look. Exactly. So um, you know, obviously, the main aim is to try and get it right in sound check and and hope things don't change too much because I mean, uh, nothing worse than you know, especially you know, you've probably had plenty of them. I've had plenty of them where you just you you you. You just can't get a, not a good sound through your monitors. You just, yeah. you know, and it's, you, you, you basically, you have to battle on, but it affects your playing. I know it does with me. It, it affects your playing because if you can't hear something properly, you don't know how to fit in with it or blend with it. So you might be, um, you know, you know, you might be hitting your snare a bit too hard because your, your snare monitoring isn't right or you, you know, you've got a bad lead or, or, you know, whatever. I'm just sort of shooting ideas out there. But what I'm getting at is just, if, if you can hear everything well and if you can hear everybody else really well and if it sounds good in your ears, it's going to sound good to the people at the front because you've, you'll find that sweet spot where you'll just – you'll fit in and you'll blend with it and, and it, yeah. makes you, it makes you play better. It definitely does. It's, a, it's, not, a, um, it's not a placebo effect. It, it definitely has an effect on your playing and you know, like I say, if you, if, you, if you feel good while you're playing, you'll definitely – you'll play better. It's it, – if you're uptight and if you're worried about this or something's not right, it, it, it makes you tense. And yes. yeah, that, that yep. basically just that takes – it detracts from your performance because, you know, if you're not relaxed, you're not – you know, you, you, the music doesn't come out of you as well. I, just personally for me, it's probably the same for a lot of people, but that's just my experience. That's the way I, I've got to have good sound. And it, but if, if I don't, I'll, I'll work through it. That's because that's just what you have to do. You oh, can't. You that's, can't. That's right. Can't throw a tantrum. And go. No, I'm not playing because I can't hear anything. It's just like, okay, well, what can I do to overcome this? Okay, I know the stage sound isn't too bad if you've got stage sound, so I'll pop out an in-ear monitor so I can at least hear. 
because there's been many a time I haven't been able to hear the guitar amp or um, the bass amp or, or, or something like that or at stage sometimes will just suck the sound, um, you know, out of it. So then you'll find, oh, crap, okay, well, I can't really hear anything there. So, they, yeah, you go reaching for um, to try and adjust something so you can at least, at least hear it. But, yeah, uh, and, and from our perspective, we don't even have that luxury because if you pop an ear out, you hear nothing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's, there are no amps. So That's exactly right. So that's that's why it's paramount and, put, you know, with your monitoring has to be right. And this is what sort of comes around to the fact that what we were saying is just like if you've got your own personal monitoring and your own personal monitoring mix, it just makes it so easy for you to, to do yep. your own. And, that's um, right. Because everybody's personal as well. You know, you might – not want to hear drums you might just want to hear guitars and vocals because that's what your main focus is um yeah. and you might just have you know a little bit of the kick and the snare so you can get the so you can get your beat you don't need to hear the other stuff so yeah and and that that is a um a, a real important thing that um each each person has their own ability to to monitor their own mix it's just a, it just makes life so much simpler <laughs> definitely it it does it does it's it's been a, a great um, technological advance I think um, for musicians mm. uh, you know digital consoles with the ability for musicians to change their mix with their with their phone yep so they can get what they want when they want how they want yeah uh, it it also frees up your front of house guy to just concentrate on you know getting a good sound out the front yeah and, and your sounds up to you. What, um, I, what I wish they would do, though, I mean, this is probably just me being a bit picky, but a lot of people aren't really sort of technical, technologically advanced with, you know, apps and all that sort of stuff. What I'd like them to see is to to make, a, especially for personal monitoring, is to make it extremely simple and, and streamlined. Um, I know that, you know, we use like things like X32 Air and all that sort of stuff, whereas... You'll go into your um, your app and it, it presents you with all your different channels and everything, but there's a whole heap of other stuff there that you just don't need. I wish they'd get rid of all that and just basically have right. This is your this is th- these are the channels that you've got to play with. Yeah, um, yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. I I actually personally don't don't like the um, Behringer app, um, yeah. and. Um, a few other uh, proprietary apps I'm not a real fan of, but mm-hmm. I do I do use an app called Mixing Station. I yes um, yes, and you unfortunately you know you've got to pay for it, but I think you know it, you've got to invest. You're investing in yourself, so well, you're that's investing exactly in right. your craft. So it's it's worth the dollars. It's it's um, no different. It's no different to buying new guitar strings about the same cost. You know. Uh, yep. It, and it's it's something once once you've paid for it, you've got it. Um, I, I yeah. totally agree. The good thing, the good thing about mixing, well, there's good thing and the bad thing. Now I'm just trying to find it. Yeah, I, I use sure mixing. Uh, yeah, oh, I use is. mixing station as well. Yeah. So the mixing station will work on on your uh, Behringer stuff. Yep. Uh, your Midas stuff, Allen and Heath, Soundcraft, and Mackie. Yes. Um, but the the difference is is you can download the app for free that's fine mm-hmm. but f- if you want to use it for an X32 you have to buy the module for the X32 right to enable it for that console yeah, and if yeah. you just next next week you you're on a, a Midas oh no sorry M- Midas and X32 same thing so it'll it'll cover both of those that's the GLD uh, app isn't it 
Yes, if you then want to go to, say, a GLD Allen Heath or the Mm. the new Avantis or the SQ or the QU, you have to buy, pay for the module to be able to connect to that. So that's probably a disadvantage for people like me who use lots of different sound guys and, you know, I might go somewhere next week and they go, oh, we've got a, you know, a, an Allen Heath of Avantis. Oh, okay, I'll have to buy that module. Once mm. you buy the module, you've got you've it got forever. It. Yeah, exactly. But the app, the app is, um, the app probably, like you said, has a lot of stuff in it that you don't need. But yeah. the good, good feature about that app is if you've got a sound guy who knows what he's doing, Mm-hmm. He'll come along and he'll open up the app and he'll go, "Yep, no worries. You're, you know, open it up. You, you, you're, you're bus number three. Mm-hmm. Turns it mm-hmm. on, click. That's all you get to see. You can't yeah. affect anything else. You can only affect yourself. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas a lot of these other apps don't have that ability to, um, you know, and and they've they've oversimplified it to the point where. It's too simple. It's like, no, no, I, w- I want to be able to change something here. And it's mm. like, well, no, you can't. You have to go and do it. It's like, well, why is it that complicated? Yeah, yeah. Most, most people just want to be able to see the faders for their channel. Yeah, go, okay, well, yeah. oh, look, that says bass. I want more bass. Oh, oh, there it is. Yeah, okay. Oh, that says kick. That says, you know, and that's it. Turn it up yeah. and down. Yeah. All, all, all I would like to see is um, basically you'll have a slider for your level and just some tone control. So a bass, a mid, and a treble. For each, so you'll have just a little like you have your tone control. Uh, sorry, you'll have your, your slider. So yeah, you'll say kick, guitar, or whatever, uh, whatever that channel is, and then like just a little button across that that just says EQ, and then when you click on that, and it'll give you um, like a parametric. So you'll yeah, basically the have- only the only problem with that is is that's also then giving you because the parametric is part of the console. True. So um, if you're going to change the parametric on your ears, that's going to be what's going to go out the front too. Oh, no, not necessarily. Um, if you're doing – you can, you, I mean, you can do it now. You can actually set an EQ, um, I've noticed, through um, Mixing Station like on X32. I can actually set my own EQ through the channels, which will only affect my sand out. It doesn't affect anything going out the front of house. So I can actually, yeah, if I, if I find that my, the guitar's a bit too midi, I can actually drop the mids – through um, my monitoring and it doesn't affect the uh, front of house because um, I've had to do that a couple of times and um, or I, I might find that the, 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 the toms are a bit hollow so I'll, I'll just fatten up the, the low mid or something like that and um, yeah none of, none of what you do is only it's, it's basically just an EQ for your channel which is coming out on those it's I don't know if that's something that they added lately but uh, I found well, uh, that 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 would require sharing the head amp down two separate lines. Don't know how they do it, um, but or it's the, a, if it's a it's a it's basically just a software um, thing because yeah, once you once you've got your monitoring channel, um, whatever is on that monitoring channel, then of, of, of course you've got your, all your different different channels which are feeding into it. So how they're doing it digitally, I'm not too sure. Um, yeah, it's I've I've noticed that I've been able to do that through my IEM mix, but it's not affecting anything that's going out the front of house. Obviously, well, they just that's yeah. very odd because I've never heard of that done like that. Yeah, um, not normally like from a sound engineer's perspective. Um, normally, the only way we can generally do that is you would do something what they call share the head amp, mm-hmm. and so let's say. You've got a 48-channel desk and the band takes 24 of those. Mm -hmm. Then what you do is you split the head amp and you send it 
to the 24, but you also send it to the other 24. That's right. And then you let everybody do their monitor mix from the other 24 while the first 24 is going to front of house. Yeah, yeah. So that way you get two separate EQs, two separate everything, but mm. whatever gets changed on that monitor mix only affects the monitor mix because it's not going to front of house. Um, yeah. But if, if, if there is another way to do that, I will certainly like to look at it. Yeah, I mean, it's as I said, it's I, I I was surprised because it was just like, okay, I can do that, and they said, yeah, you can do that. It's like, oh, okay, maybe that was just in that particular. I don't know. It was it was a while ago, so I can't remember exactly uh, exactly yeah. what it was. It wasn't. Uh, I don't think it was one um, that I was used to. It was. Uh, it was. I was. I was working at a particular venue, and we, I had a sound guy, and it's. I said, oh, can I? get a bit more sort of, you know, meet through these times and he just went, yeah, he just he grabbed my phone and he goes, do this. And blip, blip. I said, oh, it doesn't affect your front of house. He goes, nah. No, it's only, it's only for monitoring. He was like, oh, okay, interesting. Well, perhaps he had it set up that way. So Yeah, I don't know. And, all, I'm not too and sure. all the channels you saw were, were literally monitoring channels. So it didn't matter mm. what you did on those, didn't affect front of house, which yeah, exactly. is a really, really, that's a really great tool because the one thing I know most sound guys um, panic about letting people use their phones to do their monitor mix is a lot of consoles don't let you do that. And that's right. And if they, they start changing the wrong thing, it's going to change going it for him out the front. That's and, exactly right. And so some some uh, sound guys just won't let you have access at all because yeah. the system that's available won't let them lock you out of what they don't want you to touch. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so, sometimes people just get in there and they just start moving things going, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, but oh, I think it sounds better. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or, or, I mean, if you wanted to simplify it even more, like uh, most desks will have like four or six auxiliary sends. Um, so whatever your auxiliary send is, you just basically have a tone control. So, and, but it's a global tone control for your auxiliary send. So well, you can, be- you, you can do that, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you can. So, do that. I mean, you can. You actually have a whole thirty-one band EQ on your mm, on your Oxen. That's right, um, and and that will only affect you. Yeah. Um, so that's another so maybe, good thing. Maybe they found a way to um, have that, but affects you know different channels. So it or some something to do with with bus routing or something. I'm not I'm not exactly sure, but uh, yep. yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Something to consider and something to chew the fat on. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. Dive deeper Absol- into it, I guess. Absolutely. So, what's yeah. coming up? What's coming up in the near future for you? Rob? Oh, mate. Um, oh, let me just open my calendar. <laughs> I've got so much going on. It's. Uh, I mean, I've got the my Phoenix, my, my main band, which is Phoenix Rising, um, who's Gold Coast based band. Um, we are getting the work coming back in, getting into different venues, which is great. But I've been doing some. Um, uh, fill-in work, kind of semi-permanent with uh, another band called Fat Albert, been around for a long time. Yeah, and, I've um, heard of them. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I've been, you know, uh, working with with Buggy and Ginny and and the guys. Um, yeah, it's a uh, good, great band. You know, different venues, mo- most mostly based in northern New South Wales uh, slash Gold Coast. So that's where it, I mean. A lot of my work seems to be on the Gold Coast. I don't get a lot of a lot of Brisbane gigs, which would be really good to get some more. Yes. You well, know. considering where you live, it'd be good yeah. to get something on the yeah. north side, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. I'd, there's there's nothing over here. Um, there's you know, you used to be able to get um, at least some lower Sunshine Coast places um, on the books and stuff, but 
I haven't played on the Sunshine Coast for, for, for a long time, for a couple of years, to be honest with you, because yeah, yeah. just there doesn't seem to be much going. Uh, it's either Gold Coast or Brisbane, sort of the Sunshine Coast uh, area seems to be, I don't know if it's being handled through different people or what the deal is there, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Might might have okay. to have a chat, have a chat to some people and see. Hey, who's what, what's going on here? But yeah, um, yeah I've got well, what's today? Today being the tenth. Um, yeah, next week, um, uh, um, Southport RSL and the Coolangatta. Uh, so that's the Friday and the Saturday and the Sunday off again. Um, so that's with my, my main band, that's with Phoenix Rising. Um, yep. then the following weekend I'm at, oh, a Brisbane gig. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> it's a treasure, that's at the treasury. Um, but then on the Sunday I'm, um, I'm in Ballina on the Sunday. Oh, blimey. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's a, a late afternoon one. So yeah, that'll be a, that'll be so, a, a so bit of a drive home. <laughs> might be a couple of weeks before we get another podcast out then. Oh, mate! It's I mean, if if, if we can, might might be able to might be able to do it on a Friday night or something like that, or maybe even a, a Thursday night, like pre-record. But um, yeah, it's uh, um, yeah. I don't. I haven't done a lot of Sunday work, but yeah, I'll, I'll have two Sundays in a row. Um, so yeah, and on the thirty-first, I'm in Chindera. Um, so yeah, that's a. Uh, oh, I can't remember exactly what that one was. Um, but yeah, it's either Fridays, Fridays, Saturdays is, is normal for, for myself. Um, yeah. but yeah, there's a few Sunday, um, gigs, um, starting to kick in again. I actually got three Sundays in a row. Look at that. I'm just going through my Gee. calendar. Uh, hang on. No, three, no, that's four. Um, yeah, I've got four Sundays in a row. <laughs> wow. Look Truth. at that. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, but you know, some of these are two gig and some of these are th- Three gig weekends, so yeah, I've got heaps on. That's that's, that's, that's great. That's fantastic. Sp- spread out through different bands, so um, yeah. But you know, ninety percent of what you're playing is is the same. Uh, yep. A few different few different songs thrown in here and there. It's um, depending on where you're playing, but uh, no, it's 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 as I said at the, at the start of at the start of this podcast, we're um, we're really ramping up again, and uh, yeah, the work is really really coming on, which is which is good. Well, that, that's great. I mean, um, as you know, what I do is pro- is a different kind of uh, market, I guess. Yeah. Uh, tribute shows are a different market. They take mm. a lot lot more to organise and yep. there's not – the work isn't as abundant as it is for cover bands. In, yeah. Um, so, so we don't work quite as much as you do. Uh, mm. Matter of fact, nowhere near as much as you do. Um, well. After after those four after those four weekends in a row, I've actually got a weekend off. There's nothing on. Look out! Yeah, <laughs> my God, well, live it up while you can. Yeah, mate. Oh, I'm gonna. I might, might have to have a weekend away for that one. I think. <laughs> <laughs> have a break for yeah. have a have a break for a bit. Yeah, well, we've got uh, we got a, an Eagles show coming up at the end of this month on the Sunshine Coast. Believe it or not. Oh, there you go. Um, and then I think in September. Well, in September, I know I've got a. A gig with my CCR show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's at the Minden uh, Retreat Festival thing, whatever they call it. Oh, okay. I don't know yeah. What do they call that thing? But anyway, it's, it's on on regularly. But we're we're playing at that. Um, as you know, I'm still a sound engineer as well. So I'm actually I have a week in Western Australia with Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. Uh, we're doing 
five shows in theatres over there and I'm going over as their sound guy for that. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that next month. Awesome. Um, I, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoy doing that almost as much as I enjoy being in the Eagle show. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I like to try and keep my hand in that where I can as long mm-hmm. as it doesn't interfere with my Eagle show. It's, yeah. it's, it's all good, but I, I still like to do it. Um, and I absolutely enjoy the, the Queen show. Um, yeah, it's, I, it's I often a, see, I fun. often see. Yeah, I often see your posts will come up on, uh, especially on the social medias, where it's. Uh, yeah, I'll see where you, you know, um, doing some sound mixing and stuff like that, and it's just like, it's it's a cool way to see a show, and then, you know, you're getting it, getting to to do the mixing and stuff like that. It's a uh, yeah, it's a it's a pretty pretty sort of um, you know, you, you're kind of the musician, but you're not the musician because you're still an integral part of the show. I mean, yeah. without a sound guy, the the band can sound either it's very hit and miss, but, you know, a good sound guy can make a band sound absolutely brilliant. And well, a bad sound guy can make a band, a good band sound bad. That's true. So, yeah. Well, I, I, like, I like to think I'm the former. And, yeah, uh, definitely. Oh, I've, I've heard the and, stuff you uh, do. You're great. <laughs> Anybody listening, get this guy to do your sound. He's very good. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's been a challenge. Before COVID hit, uh, as you know, I, I used to tour – um, doing sound before COVID as well. Mm. Um, but I, at that stage, I used to actually tour with my own console. Yes. And, and you know, I just take it all over the country because just – It's uh, what, you, I, I what guess you're used to. Yeah. It's what I was used to. I know how it works. Mm-hmm. I guess it was comfortable for me, but it also created a bit extra work at the yeah. other end. Um, since COVID and – you know, because as you know, when COVID hit, I literally sold everything. I was sitting mm. here; it was it was just you know rusting away, and I, I'm like, well, I need to get rid of this stuff because it's not going to be worth any more in two years' time or however long it's going to be. Yeah. Um, you know, so I I sold everything. Um, and since I've started working again as a sound guy, um, I've literally just started using in-house consoles. Yeah. So. All the theatres that we go to, that they're they're already equipped and they have everything, or yeah. if they don't, it's brought in. But I just use what they've got. Um, now that in itself provides a little bit of a challenge every time because it's if you go to there's you know quite a a number of different types of consoles out there on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, majority of theatres, once you know, once you've started to do a fair number of theatres. You you start running across similar or the same desks time yes. and time again, so eventually you know you you get to know become more familiar with the console and what they can do and what you need them to do. Yeah, um, but it's probably it, it's, I was just going to say it probably sort of stems back to what we were talking about with the the popularity rise of these 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 um, new digital consoles. You'll find that there'll be ones that everybody will gravitate to. Um, they'll they'll fit between a particular market, uh, a cost factor, um, the amount of inputs, um, what it can do, and there'll be yes. a certain product that will basically fit that bill. And so a lot of places will get that particular product. And um, yeah. so you'll 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 you know you'll find that okay, um, well it's like the like the venerable SM fifty seven, you know, uh, or the, the SM fifty eight vocal and instrument mics. They've become so integral in our you know in our industry that 
wherever you go. Okay, this is the mic use. Okay, I know exactly what this mic's going to do. It's getting that way with with other forms of, of um, um, equipment in, in, in certain places. Yes, there is an extremely wide market of, you know, there's so much stuff out there. It's, it's absolutely incredible. But you'll find that now that all of this gear is, is starting to become so powerful um, and, you know, they can pack so much into – what is effectively a fairly low cost um, for what you're getting. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you'll find that, okay, all right, this this particular venue, this is the desk they're going to get. And then someone else might go, oh, we're setting up a venue. What are these guys using? Oh, they're using that. Oh, that'll be great for us. And then you'll get this knock-on effect where a lot of these places, will, there'll just be this standard that people are using. And, um, yeah, so you'll find that, You'll, you'll start to see a lot more of the same equipment in a whole heap of different places because it just works. Yeah, so, that's, that's right. And it it's also comes down to what what touring techs are, are asking for yeah. uh, on, on their tech riders um, can also sway a lot of, you know, what what venues will buy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and typically, you know, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of Midas uh, consoles uh, the occasional Digico, not not as popular as I thought it would have been. Yep. There's a few around in some places. Mm. Yamaha in a couple of places, and I and I'm I don't mind the, the old Yamaha. Yeah. Um, and uh, Avid Avid uh, consoles, which I absolutely love. All oh, right. Um, not they're probably not in as many places, but they are in some of the the bigger, uh, more lavish theaters. Yeah. And, and rightly so, they do such a great job, hmm. uh, and they're, they're easy to work with. But the but, old saying, but you get what you pay for. <laughs> you get what exactly. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So, so what I found now is, is not travelling with my own console means a I don't have to worry about weight and an extra luggage on planes. Yes. Um, and b I don't have to worry about when I get to a venue. I've got to put my console in. I've then got to run my network core if they don't have one. Mm-hmm. Bring my stage box, all this sort of stuff. Got to set it all up, get everything plugged in, yeah. and then and then off I go. Whereas now I, I turn up, every, everything's already there. They've yeah. got their console that that's you know they've it's set up for their venue and, yep. and it's all tailored to their venue. All nine times need. out of nine times out of ten, that that their venue is uh, already pre EQ'd pretty damn well. Right. Sometimes I might make a few adjustments, mm-hmm. but you know, that's just one less thing I've got to worry about. Yeah. Uh, we're using their monitors. They have, you know, they've got things because it's a digital console, they've got pre saved almost everything and just go, oh, we, we was one of those monitors on, on there. Yeah. Uh, there's a pre saved EQ to start with, yeah. which saves me so much time. Yeah. Um, and, and so then. Yeah, my biggest hurdle is okay. I haven't used one of these desks for six months, so I've got to remember where this is. But yep. they've got a guy there, and you know, I just say, "Oh, look, you know, can you point me to? I need a tap delay, and I need it here." And he go, "Yep, yep, bang, 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 bang. There it is. Oh, cool, there it sweet, is. beautiful. Yeah, show me how to change the the parameters. There it is. There, right, great. Thanks very much. See you later." Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you know, um, but the best part, the best part about all that is whereas before at the end of the show it would be like, okay, show's over, now I've got to turn all this stuff off, I've got to pack it all up, I've got to roll this yeah. up. Now I just go, yep, fader's down, okay, show's over, bye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, I love it. Uh, yeah, and then you basically you just grab your your, your tablet and why you go. 
Yeah, well, I, <laughs> or, or if, I, if you if you need, I, I actually long, go. I actually go and help the band pack up, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, which would be the the right thing to do, but uh, yeah, we, well, we all know we all know there's a lot of people out there who don't do that. But it, yeah, they're nice guys. It's a I like discussion. I like to look after them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, absolutely, they're the ones that are paying you. Um, it only, it only, and you know, as a musician yourself, what it's like. Um, oh yeah. If you know any any sort of help from someone who knows what they're doing is invaluable. Um, Absolutely. The least amount of time you can you can um, spend setting up and packing down and actually playing is uh, yeah that that well, can be that can be a detrimental to some gigs. Like because you just you think okay the gig's going to be great but I loathe the load in or I loathe the pack out on the and, yeah uh, and, you know yeah it can it can really and, you know I, I could tell you now. Every musician, at least every musician that I know, will all say the same thing. We get mm. paid to pack up and set up. Yeah. We play for free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because we love playing. Yeah, we hate exactly. the other stuff, so that's yeah. what you're paying us for. That, that's right, yeah. You know, yeah, and that's, and that, that's very true. Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you what, we've been waffling on for a little while. But we be- have, be- yeah. Before we do end this podcast, as I say, I'm not sure when the next one will be because I'm away for over a week. Um, with my work and then you've got Sundays and yeah. so we'll, we'll work something out we'll work and, something out and uh, I've got to find we, some stuff it, to talk it won't, about it won't be the the, um, the delay that we've had in between shows no it'll, no, no. it'll be much less of a delay <laughs> yeah and we'll find some interesting stuff to talk about I, can, I oh, promise absolutely there'll always be something but interesting to talk about speaking of interesting stuff to talk about before we go I yes, have sir. to I, I have to take my hat off this week to two gentlemen who are still out there rocking the stage, and I, and, and it just it boggles my mind um, <laughs> that they can still do it. They Sir do Paul McCartney. Sir Paul McCartney is eighty years old. My goodness, he is and he is, he is eighty years old, and he is still doing it. But yes. but yes, three days ago on the seventh of July. So Ringo Starr turned eighty-two, and yep. he is still out there doing it. I actually thought I always thought that Ringo was younger than Paul. No, for some reason, R- Ringo was the oldest. George oh. was the youngest. There you, oh, there you go. And oh, uh, yeah, I, I learned something today. <laughs> and it just it just blows my mind that these guys oh. are still out there doing uh, like you know. It's funny you you go back to a, an interview. Um, in the uh, very early days of the Beatles, and John says, "You know, oh, you know, we, we we'd be um, lucky to be still doing this when we're thirty. Yes, like, you know, they they couldn't see, you know, thirty was old. They, they, they didn't see in their they opinion. Didn't see the, yeah, the long run, the the long game. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and you know, uh, Paul McCartney at eighty still out there doing these stadium shows. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember. And, I, mean, I saw that." Like, yeah, I, 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 I follow I him as well. It's like, his, wow. his voice it has definitely aged, and he oh. doesn't have the voice he used to. No, but who cares? He is freaking Sir Paul McCartney. Yeah, that's right. And he is eighty years old. And that's exactly like, right. Wow, like that's just yeah. Take your hats get, off to the guy. Yeah, I couldn't get over Ringo being a, a little bit older at eighty-two because he um, uh, another. Uh, I absolutely adore Ringo. He's, he's brilliant. But another drummer that I, I follow on socials, and he was an absolute monster of a player, um, and an f- extremely funny guy as well, is Greg Bissonette. Now, Greg, yes. 
Greg um, drums. He, he, uh, he played plays with some. Um, he plays with Ringo, with Ringo. In, his, yep. in his All Star show. That's exactly right. And yes. uh, yeah, just to hearing the stories and, and seeing the clips and, and stuff like that. And Ringo's still got it, man. He's, oh yeah, he's as sharp as a tack. And he's I, a, I, I got I got to see him both in the All Star show here in Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, it was, it was fa- fantastic. And I they, mean, had, they had Steve Lukather. Yeah, and um, oh, other names that escape me. But yeah, I mean, just you may, but I mean, you know, Ringo would just have you know, obviously top tier artists playing with him, and you know, oh, of course. The, the, the show would be absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. If if they ever came back to Brisbane uh, at some point, well, um, I'm there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't, I just, don't don't like our chances of them coming no, to Australia at their, I, their age, but you never lately, know. No. Yeah, you, you never, never know. Yeah, yeah I, I'd or, certainly go. I'd certainly go again. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I saw Paul McCartney in 2017 at Suncourt Stadium. And it was the concert of my life. Yeah. As far as I'm, I'm I'm, like, I missed I missed getting to see that one. I didn't yeah. get to see it. And I was I kicked myself. It's like you know, you know, I missed seeing when Pink Floyd toured here last time. I didn't get to see them either. And of course, you'll never get to see them again. No. Um, you know, just these this these like just give you the give you the drum. Oh, pardon the pun. But yeah, the last <laughs> the last big touring artist that I saw was in twenty thirteen and that was Muse. And they played wow. it. Yeah, they That's played a while it, ago. The, yeah, they played in December twenty thirteen, uh, Brisbane Entertainment Centre. F- absolutely phenomenal gig. Um yeah. that was their um that was their second law tour. So they've had a few uh, ever since. I'm I'm fanging for them to come back. They they actually are coming back to Australia, but they're not doing uh, Brisbane shows. It's going to be Sydney and Melbourne yeah. only. So I might have to jump on the old um Hero plane to to go and see those guys if uh, absolutely if I, get, if I get the chance. But uh oh. I'll I'll be taking my son. He's an absolute muse tragic as well. Um he he's always messaging me. We're always following him on social and he'll Dad, have you seen this? You know, check out this song, and I'll go. Oh man, that is great! And because my my son's an aspiring drummer as well, so yeah, um, uh, we both absolutely adore Dom Dominic Howard, who's uh, the drummer for Muse. He's he's, he's just a phenom. That guy is just phenomenal. Uh, left left handed drummer. Um, okay. As a, as a side note, but yeah, if you get a chance to check out his stuff, man. I mean, uh, not just as a drummer, but as a musician. Every single one of those guys. There's, I mean, the three main three main members: yeah, Matt Bellamy uh, on on uh, piano and uh, the guitar. He is, uh, he's he's second to none. That guy is absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Um, and you got Chris Walton home on bass, and yeah, Dominic Howard on the on the drums. All all of them, they're all virtuosos. Um, awesome, absolutely virtuosos. But the show that they put on as well. It's just, yeah. Do you, if yeah. if you get a, ever get a chance to watch, you might not be into the music, but if you get a chance to watch their show and their production and see yep. how you know see how it's done in twenty twenty two or you know then you know in these in these these times, yeah, check it out if you get a chance. And uh, yeah, I, phenomenal. I, 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 could, I, I could also say the same for Green Day. Oh yeah, if you ever get the chance? I've seen yeah. them twice. Have I seen them twice or three times? I don't know, but every time they come. I go because it is a phenomenal show. Yeah. They are just inc- – like the whole show is so entertaining. Yeah. Uh, and just it's like – it's well, like, what you want It's like too. listening to the record on steroids. Yeah, yeah. And that's you what know? you want. You you want – you don't want to just go, okay, all right, yeah, I love their music and I want to, you know, I want to go and watch a band live. But if, if the band you're going to watch is live has no charisma – Yeah. Um, it, yeah. I, I, had that, I had that issue with you too. Last time when they did their um, 
I think it was their Zuropa tour. I, I got a chance to go. That was the one that was at the uh, at Suncorp Stadium, and it had this, you know, the, the staging and the, and the production was phenomenal. But the band was pedestrian, you know, yeah. and the and the and the sound wasn't that great as well. Like I've heard, yeah, uh, I saw again. I saw Robbie Williams many years ago at Suncorp Stadium, and his production was phenomenal. It was the sound was great. You could hear everything crystal clear, but then. Yeah, I went and got that that U two one, um, and yeah, it was it was a letdown. It was you know there was just yeah it was just very muddy, and um, I thought you know I think they were I think they were just getting tired in their tour. Yeah. It was just like slap it together and just put the show out. Um, yeah, yeah and I, there was no, there wasn't a lot of uh, wasn't a lot of engagement with the crowd. But yeah. you know when you've got bit of a musician, letdown. yeah, exactly. Yeah. When you've got musicians uh, who are as much showmen as they are as musicians, that is what gets that's what gets a lot of people the appeal, and that's yeah. what makes them want to go and watch these live shows. Well, that's it, and we want everybody to get out and watch live shows because we absolutely that's do what gets us back out there playing. Exactly, and that's what it's all about. I absolutely, mean, music makes the world go round. As far as I'm concerned, not money, but music. For without sure, music without music, the world stops. Oh. What a dull place it would be. Oh. Um, I can't imagine it. <laughs> can't me imagine. either. Um, certainly, I would absolutely love to hear from some other people, other musos out there who are out there working music. Yes, you know, what, are you, what are you doing? Where are you playing? How's things looking for you guys and uh, or girls? And uh, you know, like what's what's uh, how are things going in your neck of the woods in your part of the world? Get amongst uh, them. We want to hear from you. Send us an email. We'd love to to uh, converse with people, and maybe at some stage we can have some guests. Oh, on with us to have a bit of a sure. chat. That'd be great from anywhere um, in the world. Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, uh, email address is feedback at workingmusic.com.au. Okay, so feedback at workingmusic.com.au. Send us an email, say hello, introduce yourselves, tell us a little bit about uh, what you do, where you are, and uh, what you love about the music industry. What makes you tick? What makes you tick? And, what uh, makes you tick? What makes us all tick? What makes so us that's, tick? <laughs> that's it for this week, um, for this episode number 11. Uh, we're, we're in the double digits. We're getting we are. there. We are. And uh, we'll, well, you know, you have yourself a lovely uh, music week wherever you are. And uh, we will return with some more work in music real soon. Thank you very catch much. You, catch you all later. All right. Catch you later. Bye-bye. See ya.